Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. This is Laura, your one-armed radio host today. I had um, orthopedic surgery on my rotator cuff last Thursday. Thank you, Dr. Husami for doing such amazing surgery. My physical therapists have said, you're doing amazingly, but I'm still shocked at how hard it is to lift my arm in certain positions. (laughs) You just kind of feel like it's an alien attached to your arm. Today we have one of the people I so highly respect, and she is calling in from Singapore today. So everybody pay attention to this. We have a guest today calling in from Singapore to talk to us. And She's been really helpful for me, especially with everything I've been going through, caregiving for my mom, trying to balance everything through my divorce. What do I want to do? How can I do the things I want to do? And then even with the surgery, because I had to stop doing things that I felt I needed to do because I wasn't going to be capable of it while I was healing and how to ask for help and things like that. So today our guest is Cheryl Lusheng. She is the CEO of LifeWorks in Singapore, and she also does work in the United States and in London. She is the creator of the 24-Hour Woman, where she focuses on women's personal development and leadership. She is an award-winning coach and an international best-selling author for her book, The 24-Hour Woman, must read. Everybody must get this book. It is so amazing. We're going to talk about a bunch of different concepts from the book today. She's worked with more than 5,000 women professionals and entrepreneurs globally, helping them to thrive in their work and business and live, get this, a vibrant, happy, and fulfilled life. It is so amazing what you can do if you just apply one or two of the amazing strategies that Cheryl's going to talk to us about today. So you want to find out more, you can always get more from Cheryl at the 24hourwoman.com. And that's the numbers two four for the 24hourwoman.com. So Cheryl, you are calling in from Singapore and it is like close to midnight there. It's like 11 p.m. for you? Yes, you're absolutely right, Laura. Um, calling in from Singapore is 11.07, but what a great day it is still to be a 24-hour woman. Yeah, I mean, you're literally right now this moment living the 24-hour woman. Your day hasn't stopped yet. You've been up since very early this morning with your family. Yes, but I, I suppose that many of the concepts that I have uh, I wrote in a book and I'm teaching right now. I lived through them. Um, my my kids and my husband, we have experimented with so many things and it's proven to work and I'm truly happy with what I'm doing right now. And you're also in a multi-generational environment, not not like mine where my mom lives with me and I'm her sole caregiver, but you have your family right near you and you're responsible for them as well. So you literally are living every single thing that you've talked about. Well, yeah, I, I, my, my own grandmother just passed away, um, but if she was still alive, we would have four generations living within walking distance of one another. That's so amazing. Can you tell us, because uh, I know you, but my audience doesn't, share some of your background and, and how you got to where you are today, where you're able to help women of all ages really navigate versus balance? Because I think that's such a huge difference, and you're the first person that ever used that word. So tell us how you got to where you are. 
Well, I started work up upon graduation, and I found myself blessed with an environment where I had a female managing director in a Japanese firm. Um, that is a very male-dominated firm, and I thought, what a great place to start with a few, you know, a firm with female leadership. I joined the firm, and I learned lots, you know, as a fresh person into the workplace. But I also realized that there are things that I need to learn in in terms of how do I manage my career proactively. So that's my first learning in terms of my work experience. From there, I did, I you know, I learned. Some of the skills that is needed in terms of managing your career, and I learned very early in my career that that's something I need to do. I took a leap of faith. I joined another industry altogether, and again, I learned what was my skill set, what was my strength, and what do I love to do. And I, I realized I to. I started my business, I was actually in four different industries and four very diverse and different industries and I could make my mark and, you know, be in senior positions because of a couple of things that I know are my strength. One of it is the ability to learn, to be able to ask questions, which I've learned so much more from you, Laura, and thirdly is to be humble and just ask and say, help me understand and be able to then deliver your value which only you can deliver. So those are the things that saw me through four different career changes in four vastly different industries from manufacturing to um, retail to healthcare to education. And my final stop was in a women and children hospital. Again, blessed with having a woman uh, in the leadership role, heading the hospital. And that was where I spent close to nine years looking at at how can we attract and retain the diverse talent pool that we have. And like you said, you know, I've worked with women from across ages because in a healthcare setting, I have the young ones just graduating out from school and just entering their workplaces. So they are probably in their early 20s. And I have my very experienced and very skilled surgeons, nursing uh, professionals, pharmaceutical, paramedical staff who are in their, maybe in their 70s, and, you know, you get so much wisdom from them because a lot of what they have in knowledge is not taught in school. Again, how do you attract them, you know, to stay into the, in the system and to be able to engage with them? So I've learned lots in that particular environment and learning what would help them stay because many of the women, 85% of my workforce then were women. How can I help across the generation stay and continue to contribute, particularly when they have dependent care issues, whether it's child care or parent care, you know, elderly parent care, or they are just there to want to, you know, they believe that, that, that life is more than just work, which I totally subscribe to, and they, they need to find a way to navigate, you know, to be able to find that fulfillment beyond work. And that's the one place that allowed me to experiment and with my CEO, we went through a lot of the schemes that is called the work-life, you know, work-life options. But what we really wanted to inculcate in the people is that, yes, you are able to navigate your work-life challenges in partnership with your organization and there are certain things that you as an individual can do something about. And that was something that my, my, my boss then asked me, in one of my performance reviews, and she asked me, Cheryl, are you going to be staying in healthcare for the rest of your career? 
And I saw something unique that she was able to do with this workplace, and I saw so much of the pain and suffering in the corporate arena because of work-life challenges, workload challenges. I took the leap of faith, and I started LifeWorks, and our first focus was really to help organizations become more contemporary, given the diverse generations in the workplace and the diversity in terms of gender and cultures in the workplace. How can we do a better workplace through the lens of work-life navigation? You know, so that's, that's fascinating. How I got into all of this. Cheryl, what was really fascinating is your boss asked you a question that opened the possibility in your own mind that well, wait, there's something more for me beyond this job. And that's not an easy question for a boss to ask. Do you plan on staying in healthcare? She was in her own way saying, there's more for you than here. And then you took that question and actually processed it and went, well, I love this, but yeah, there's more for me. I don't really want to stay here. That um, So life works came from... This whole idea that you, your boss that you had at the Women and Children's Hospital was such an amazing boss and, and showed you that there was something possible. And you being you, you went, how can I make this happen other places? Would that be correct? Absolutely. And you, are, you know, that's why the premise of being asked the right questions and your own ability to ask the, the right questions is so important. She saw a potential in me that I didn't realize. And now in my role in the 24-hour woman, I can see the potential with the other women that I get to speak with and work with and see the possibility in their lives. And that's one of the ways that we, that's, that's many of the conversations that you and I have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Totally. And sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not ready to go there yet, Cheryl. <laughs> I can't quite figure out how to how to even process that because I'm so stuck in what I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis, even though I know what I really need to do is step out of it for a moment to look at myself and what my own needs are. I mean, I talk about it in my book, um, you know, that you you have to take care of yourself first, but it's so easy for us to take care of our jobs, our families, our and and that's even our extended families, our friends, and everybody before ourselves. And you know, it eventually gets to the point where you crash, and then you can't even take care of them or yourself. And that's where the concepts for your book and the new work that you're doing and the programs got created. Right, the 24 hour woman got created to help women and and men. Because the book really does translate to men as well, if they're willing to be brave and read it, but to women so that they get that they can navigate it at one point in time. Maybe it's a little more one way than the other, but it always has to come back to the middle. Would that be an accurate summary? Yes, and and I think in in our current um, society, um, a fair bit of the caregiving is still upon the shoulders of the women and therefore very often at the end of the day they are spent, right, because they've been giving to, to others. So one of the things about the 24-hour woman is to be very clear, what is your legacy? What, what matters most to you? And give attention to that first. And that is one of the very clear concepts or theme. I trust anybody who have read the book would have picked up that that is key 
your living legacy because every single day we are building towards something. The, the, the question is, what are you building towards? Right, your time and your effort is going into that. What are you building towards? So, first, so the first thing I will always advocate is, what's your living legacy? And if you, you know, you ask me, you know, Cheryl, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, go back to instances, you know, the stories in your life that you are happiest about, or things that you do that you're most enthused about, or people who come up to you. What kind of questions do they ask you? What do what do they say to you? Say, hey, you know. Laura, you're great in doing this. Is that something that is something that you do just naturally? Because that's something that you you are passionate about pursuing. So you you don't. It's not it's not a science, but really, intuitively, you would be moving towards building that legacy. The question now is: Are you going to be proactively build? You no, know, put those building blocks in, or are you just going to leave it to your chance? Okay. And at the end of the so, day, look back and say, I don't know. So when we go into this commercial break, all you listeners out there, I want you to take a piece of paper and a pen and write down everything that you do that lights you up and start building your living legacy. We'll be right back with Cheryl Lushung calling in from Singapore. Here with Cheryl Lushung calling in from Singapore, totally exhibiting right at this moment the 24-hour woman since it is 12 hours later for her right now. Um, Cheryl, before the break, you talked about understanding your living legacy and what it is that lights you up, what it is that you want to be doing with your life, knowing that, you know, there's all these other things that come in. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what what can somebody do if they're totally in the struggling? You know, everything is just so difficult. They, they really can't even focus on themselves. They're just getting through the day. How can they go from struggling to thriving? Well, first, the first thing that I would advise and support this person in, in doing is to break that pattern. Break that pattern and the, the thought pattern and the physical behavior that they are struggling. Because you, we need to disrupt that. And then in place of that, put in place the, what we call the five pillars of the 24-hour woman. We have, a, you know, we have a short period of time right now, but I wanted to share just two of the five. Um, first of all, let me name the five. It's appreciation, awareness, acceptance, accountability, and action. Okay, say those one uh, more time. It's appreciation, awareness, acceptance, accountability, and action. And very often, we, all, we will want to ask, tell people, uh, no, ask people. So tell me what I need to do, and we jump straight to action. I like I like us to break the pattern with the first A, which is appreciation, because when we appreciate things around us, we allow ourselves to start from a position of strength. We take note of things that we might have taken for granted. So let me let me give you an example. If you, we, we are able to show appreciation for just the people that comes our way every single day, it might be the receptionist, it might be the cashier, it might be you know the person in the subway that you walk past every single day. Showing the appreciation with them gives us a couple of opportunities. One, we, we form human moments. Human moments that are very important in this day and age, right, technology uh, you know, seems to have overtaken us having a decent piece of conversation and appreciate the people around us. Secondly, when you appreciate things around you, you realize that 
we actually have more going for us than we think. So somebody was accounting for me this particular story, and she was she was upset and grumbling that her her husband is you know, always not helping her in the household, and that she's doing everything herself. And then one of her girlfriends turned around and looked at her and said, "Hey, at least your husband is at home, you know, and you know he is not out drinking out somewhere." The second thing is at least. You have you are doing you know your you're doing housework. That means at least you have a home to go back to, right? That's another thing. He says I know ironing clothes can be a chore, but hey, at least we have clothes on our backs. That totally changed this woman's perspective of the so-called labor that she was in, and turned it into something that she says, I am better off than some of the other people that are around in this world. I have something that's working for me, and therefore I'm going to be springing bought from there. So if we were just to take time to appreciate the people, the, the things, and the situations we are in, we are almost always able to find gems of strength that we can spring bought from. And I highly encourage us to start doing that on a daily basis. And then as you accumulate that, you realize that you're building a, mount, you know, a mountain of value of strength. The other, um, Before we go on to, to the next one, I want to talk about this sure. appreciation a little bit more, Cheryl, because, you know, everybody talks about you have to have a gratitude journal and all that. Mm. But what I get is that appreciation as part of the five pillars of the 24-hour woman is different than a gratitude kind of thing, that you can appreciate something and, and in your own way, you're grateful for it, but... It's okay if you're not totally happy about it when you're appreciating it. You're just like, okay, um, I have a home. Other people don't. Got it. Okay, this is good. But it may not be the right thing, and that's where the other pillars come in. Like, you don't have to be appreciating it and saying, this is how I always want it to be, that my husband doesn't help around the house. But appreciate for the moment you have it, which is very different, I think, from a gratitude journal where you're sort of writing it down and you're like, oh, I'm happy about this, right? It's just yes. in the moment, okay, I'm not, it's not as bad as I think it is kind of thing. Is that correct or no? That's right. I'm, I'm using appreciation, if you like, as a fuel for you to burn and springboard from. Just, just to note that you are not starting from ground zero, nor are you, you know, in the negative. That there are some things working for you doesn't mean that you... You, you're, you're just contented where it is. Okay. Right, so, because your legacy might be leading you towards something that is a lot more than what you see right now. Great. But appreciation allows us to springboard. Okay, so then pillar two is awareness. Yes. Uh, spring, well, no, pillar two is awareness, and it follows very closely to appreciation because um, and as I observe the world around us and as I work with the women from around the world, some things that are, are almost universal throughout. Uh, we, we get up in the morning, we either, you know, we are on time, we are running late, we, the kids have to go to school, we run to the subway, we get on the subway, we, we you know, we, just, we might even be doing our makeup on the, on the subway, and then we just let the routine, we, we just let the day-to-day take place without us pausing and being aware of, what's happening around us. And I think that's important because that helps us set context 
of where we are and context of what's the opportunity around us that could give, bring us to where we want to be or what could be the possibilities. So being aware allows us to have that wide uh, you know, ability to see possible connections, uh, again, back to ourselves or who we are, or connections to the possibilities that's in building our legacy that's out there. Rather than just running around with blinkers, we need to open up and see what's happening around us to be able to see opportunities and to be able to connect back with ourselves. That's one that uh, other guests and I have talked about on the show is this whole awareness idea that if you can become aware of what you're actually doing and what you're actually thinking, that's the catalyst for beginning to make a change. But your perspective is a, is slightly different in that it's awareness also trying to hold in alignment with your legacy of, of who you want to be and what you want to be doing with the world. Would, is, does that? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. It's, I, I want us to take a little bit more time to be aware of who we are on a daily basis and what's important for us because many a times the agenda overtakes us and we are, our lives are run by the agenda. I'd like us to take a little bit more time in observing who we are, who do we want to be, and therefore there's a greater alignment towards our legacy and alignment towards within us based on our values and beliefs. That's that's so perfect. And for those who are listening, I'm going to get Cheryl to talk about um, a third pillar when we come back from the commercial break because this one I think is so important and I really want Cheryl to share about acceptance because it's not what you think it is. So Cheryl, after the break, would you be willing to share a third pillar with us? Absolutely. Okay. And then we're also going to talk about how you can enjoy sustained success in your personal and professional life and how you can begin building support bases to in order, in order to enable you to reach your own personal goals in a more 24-hour woman way. We'll be right back after this commercial break, and it's a news break as well. So start writing down what you are um, appreciating today and what awarenesses you have. And when we come back from the break, we'll be here with Cheryl Lu Shung talking about the 24-hour woman. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We are here asking questions of Cheryl Lu Shung, um, best-selling, international best-selling author and founder of LifeWorks. And she is in Singapore. So we are talking live to Singapore to a true 24-hour woman since it is much, much later for her today. And she's already gotten her family to bed and all that other wonderful stuff. Um, Cheryl, before the break, we talked about two of the five pillars of the 24-hour woman, first being appreciation, second being awareness. And you agreed to share with us, because we have very limited time today, everyone, so I would love her to share all five pillars, but I want you to get an idea of the work and how you can apply it to your life. Um, Cheryl, the third pillar is acceptance, and I know this one was a huge one for me, but your pillar of acceptance is not what we think it is. Can you define and tell us about <coughs> acceptance? Sure. Um, in most instances, acceptance would mean just take whatever happened and, and ex- sort of feel that it's okay with it. <coughs> Pardon me. But for me, I'm talking about acceptance from the sense of 
Let's, let's take a more rational view. Yes, it happened. Whatever that happened, no, to one, um, just acknowledge it as a situation if you can. And that without, therefore, it's without denial nor, accusi- nor accusing anybody, including yourself, um, for whatever that has happened. More importantly is you realize that it's happened, you accept that it's happened, and you decide it's moving on. So rather than staying at that point in time that you know something that happened 10 years ago and you keep reliving that 10 years, which means now 20 years down the road, you are still living in the situation that you're stuck in 10 years ago, your life is so much more valuable that you just move on from what had happened 10 years ago. I'm not saying that you know to be deni- you don't deny it, you know, nor would you take all the blame or accept that it's you know, or just accept and say, yeah, that's the best that there is. Accept it's a situation and move on. Move on towards your hopes and your dreams. Move on towards your living legacy. Move on towards that which matters most to you so that you are not stuck in what was in the past, whether it's glory or pain, because you definitely have a better future. Now, you did, I think it was a year or so ago now, I mean, time passes so quickly uh, in the 24-hour woman life. You had a course, a free course that you did where you had little videos that different people had done on each of these pillars. And I think it was J.J. Virgin who talked about acceptance. Yes. So a year ago, we put for, the 24-hour woman put forth a 24-hour woman seven-day challenge to the community. And in that seven days, we basically got together and for us to practice the five pillars of the 24-hour woman. And for each of these pillars, I had one of my special guests to share how they lived through and demonstrated that pillar. And, and JJ was... Uh, kind enough to share with us a story where her son was hit by a, a, a hit-and-run incident and she had to deal with him being in that situation just at the age of her launching her, her bestseller book. And, you know, so what, what could she do? She said, you know, she, she accepted it happened, did that which is necessary, focused on her, getting her son well, but at the same time, she knew that she can't stay in that situation and mull over it. She had to launch her book. She had to launch that which is part of her business. And she took it. I mean, of course, it, you know, it's very emotional for her at that time, but she was also able to say, I need to move on, for not just for my son's sake, but for my, for my sake, for the business sake. It's, everybody has to move on from that particular situation, although it was you know, a situation where we all wish had never happened. Yeah, and she was, J.J. Virgin, for those of you who don't know her, she wrote The Virgin Diet and The Sugar Impact Diet and different cookbooks for it. She's, you know, internationally around, multiple New York Times bestselling author, just an incredible woman, and I'm so grateful that I know her personally, and and Cheryl, I know you know her personally as well. Um, Her son was basically almost dead and multiple doctors said he would never live and this is one of the biggest traumas for any mother in i would think in the world my brother died when i was 10 and i know what it did to my mom she had gotten him stable and everything but she had this publishing deal going the marketing machine was going 
all these TV appearances were supposed to happen, if she couldn't have gone into some form of acceptance of, okay, this is the situation with my son and the hospital. Here's where we're actually at. Here's the situation with my business. If I don't have my business going, I won't be able to pay all these hospital bills, which were only imagine when you have life fights from one state to another, what all of those costs are. So acceptance is not forgiving. It's acknowledging, right? It's acknowledging that this is a situation. What can I do about this now? And what can I do about that? And then stepping forward. Yes, absolutely. It's, it, could, it, it, it can be a very emotional situation, but acknowledging it puts it in its place and that you can take the next steps. Okay, so that leads to my next question. Um, with the 24-hour woman and, and things that we're talking about where we need to balance family, we, we need to navigate our personal with our work life and all of that, um, what can someone do to enjoy sustained success in their personal and professional life? I, as I, I work with women from around the world and in, in my book, there are two key pieces that always comes to mind and it's sort of like you've got to build this on a parallel. The first is coming back to finding alignment, alignment within yourself and your, your, your legacy, your values and what you believe in because only then it is sustainable because otherwise you're wearing a mask. Right, you know, I've I've seen many women, you know, they wear their armor to work, and then when they get home, they take off the armor. They're totally different people. Well, that that's not sustainable because the true you can't show up. But if you are living in alignment in your legacy, based on your values and based on what matters most to you, that's most sustainable because the true you is showing up all the time. The second piece is in order for you to show up all the time, you need to begin to build your own support bases. And you need to build them before you need them. And if you're looking at it, at it there are two key pieces. Of course, that first is the, our, our personal life, and then the other uh, would be in our professional life. So starting off with our personal life, the people that are closest to us, our inner circle, whether it's your spouse, it's your partner, that you need to to bring them in in alignment with your legacy, to bring them in to be your cheerleaders, to watch your back as you move on to build your your legacy on a daily basis. Um, your your family members, right? Uh, for those of us who are you know just nuclear family, then your neighbors, they they are your closest community if you if you look at that, and then your your growth friends. And I mentioned specifically growth friends because you can have many friends. And now in the, the, you know, in the social media platform, you can have thousands of friends. But if you can have five growth friends, people that you can call on, people who will support you, people who will grow with you, uh, people who understand you, those are the people that you need to build on your personal front. Your, your spouse, your partner, your, your family members, your neighbors, your girlfriends. Those are the key people that you need to spend time with to talk about your vision, talk about what you want to get out of life, talk about some of your challenges, and list them into supporting you. So that when the day comes that, for example, you need to do a travel and it's unplanned for, or you need somebody to care for the kids, or you know things like that, somebody will stand up 
to the plate and and help you out with that. Yeah, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean just complaining all the time. I can't tell you how many friends I have, and I and I've caught myself a few times too, where you're just venting to the people that are your support group. Yet that's not what you're talking about doing. No, 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 no. We are talking about people who are able to give you and people that you need to be supported a regular day and not something that is like exceptional. Or We just need somebody who can come and make sure that what needs to happen on a routine basis happens. There's no upheaval, right? So if, uh, if, my, if I need some caregiving for my kids, I know I can call my sister. She will come and take them out, and she will keep them to their routines, right? So it's not, oh, um, auntie is here, and therefore we are going to Disneyland. No way. (laughs) Uh, But it helps you so that your mind is focused on doing whatever you need to do while knowing that I know that my kids are taken care of, and they will not be spoiled or pampered. They'll be just taken care of in their usual routine. It's not about complaining. It's about how you are sharing what you want to be achieving and that they're excited with you to help you achieve that and they don't mind stepping in to help you when you need. I think that's so important. I know that I myself in the last two years have not been real good about that. Um, And because of it, I haven't moved forward with as many things as I'd like to do. I've put aside a lot of my own stuff for that And it's only been within the last, I guess, since my divorce, where I really had to start saying, I need time for me. And it doesn't necessarily matter that my mom doesn't want anybody else but me. Um, It's not really fair that she feels that way, and her mind doesn't always allow her to understand it. So we have to understand ourselves first, which is where your legacy talking about comes in first, if if you know where you want, right? Yeah. So, you know, many people may say, oh, well, that's so selfish, you're just thinking about yourself. Well, I, I would like to propose and suggest that if you give yourself the time to fill yourself so that you are full, you are refilled, you are refreshed, you are vibrant, you are energetic, and you are happy and fulfilled, how much more of a powerful force you can be to the people around you uh, in, in a positive manner, whether it's your family or your workplace or in your community, that you will be a positive force for people around you rather than you will end up being burned out and being frustrated and then being angry with okay, everyone so else around you. That is the perfect way to go into this person, this next break. So everybody think about that as you go into the break. If you fill yourself first... How much more can you be? We'll be right back. Hey, okay, so Cheryl, I I loved how we went into the commercial break about filling yourself first and that it's not selfish to do it and how it can change um, your response to the world and and actually help you stop being angry or lashing out or whatever. So go, you had some other things you wanted to talk about around that. Yes, I I think the other major piece, because a fair bit of, I mean, we are, professional working women or we are entrepreneurs, we need to find our, build our support from on the professional front too. Um, several roles that you need to be looking out for, uh, for people within or outside your industry, but there are a couple that had played a major piece in my life. Obviously, the one of the major ones is uh, your boss. Uh, I had wonderful experiences with all my, my supervisors, my bosses, 
and uh, you need to know how you work, and therefore, and uh, you'll find a boss that will actually allow you to bring your strength to work, right? So that that's a major piece, so that you can truly shine and be the best in what you want to be doing, so that you can also be known in the field that you are in. So one, your supervisor is important. Do a rapport and find ways that you can actually leverage on your strength. The second person that you need in your um, as your support for your professional life is having a mentor. And you don't have, you know, the things that you want to learn from a mentor doesn't have to be just in one person. It can be in a group of people, and that's why we have a board. You know, that's why we have boards, uh, directors, and we had a council of advisors kind of position. For yourself too, look for mentors that you want to learn from in maybe different industries or things that they have that you want to be able to bounce ideas with. My my boss back in the healthcare sector till this day is still one of my mentors. We still meet on a quarterly basis and I still value her input so much because she's able to see a much, much bigger picture than I could. So you need to, you and do not be afraid, you know, and, and say, who am I that they will want to be my mentor? But really be able to open up and say, I really love to learn from you. This is where I am right now. And I know that as you, you know, as we communicate, I will be able to find ways that I can value add to you too. And many of the mentors are just waiting to be asked. Unfortunately, no, not many people ask them. And when you, you know, do not waste their time. Use their time well, but ask the mentor that you have spotted. Third, build your team. Now, even if you say, no, but I'm just one of the contributors, you do work with people around you. You don't work alone. Even if you are telecommuting or you are a remote worker, uh, you do work in the context of a team. And therefore, it is essential that you build rapport, you build understanding with your team. Uh, so that when you need to call upon them to say, hey, I need to work a little bit differently for the next couple of weeks, for whatever reason, they know and they trust you, they know that you will continue to contribute, that you are not skiving, and that they will support you in whatever transition. 24-hour woman, anything can happen in the home front, on a professional front, on, on your own personal life. So build this support before you even need to call upon that. You know, for the rest of the, the support in your professional life, I've, I've detailed this a lot in the book, The 24-Hour Woman. Uh, we also deal with some of these as we uh, have our online or live events. So find out more there. I don't want to be taking time just to be sharing on, on the rest of, of the uh, support system that you need. And there, but you need to get into it before you need them. And there's so much more, and, and the book is such a great resource. So tell us again how everybody can find out about you and get the book and the website, and you have a, f- a free gift for everybody as well that's listening. Yeah, that's right. Well, you can meet me at um, the24hourwoman.com. That's our website. And, and I do wait have one a second. Gift. It's the 24-hour woman, T-H-E-2-4. The word hour, H O U R woman dot com, correct? That's right, okay. yes. And a gift to all our listeners, it's uh, available at, for you to download at the bit.ly link 24 HW3 cost one. Okay, and that's www.bit.ly slash 24, the number HW3 free course one okay 
And yes. and what is and, the free gift? And yeah, that's a, that's a free course from from, from me, walking through you ten principle uh, ten you know practices that will build strong principles for you know foundation for you as a twenty four hour woman. And you're doing something completely cool. I don't know um, where the listeners are that are listening today. I know they're across the U.S. There are a bunch in Singapore, all over Europe. I, I love my international listeners. But you're doing a live event with this in Singapore coming up, aren't you? I love that. I wish I was going to be in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, the 24-Hour Woman has a lot of events happening, whether live or virtual. So check out the 24hourwoman.com for more information, usually on our blog post, we have live events, online events, webinars, and lots of things happening at different parts of the world at different times. The main thing is the 24-hour woman exists all around the world. So let's get into inspiring and empowering one another to thrive in whatever we are doing in our professional and our personal life. So what's the one thought you'd like to leave all of the listeners with today? Um, I would say that we all have 24 hours, you know, in a day. So invest in what matters most to you. Oh, I love that one. Invest in what matters most to you. And for some pe- some of you listeners out there, that might not be so easy to figure out what matters most to you. But if you apply what Cheryl has talked about today, I think it'll really help you to begin understanding what matters most to you. And if you need to replay this, it should be up on iTunes later today or up on Stitcher so you can catch the replay. We are still trending on new and noteworthy, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making that happen. Please share these broadcasts with your friends. Tell everybody about the shows and, you know... Check out all the resources that our amazing guests have been sharing with you. Cheryl, it has been such an honor to have you here. Um, I appreciate your staying up really late to be with us. and um, A pleasure. I, I know your, your boys are probably going to want to know tomorrow when they first wake up, Mommy, Mommy, how did it go? <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> and, um, you know, I for the listeners... Understand that where you think your support comes from may not be really where it comes from. And that's where appreciation, awareness, acceptance, and the other two of the five pillars of the 24-hour woman, accountability and action, really come into play so you can begin to understand how you can be supported and be a 24-hour woman, but one that is going through life feeling fulfilled feeling happy, and as Cheryl, my favorite phrase that you always say, living a life most excellent. Did I get that right? That's right. Live your life most excellent. Thank you to my guest, Cheryl Lushung, calling in from Singapore, the 24-hour woman. You can get her book wherever books are sold. It is an international best-selling book, the 24-hour woman. And join me next week, same time, same channel, and catch the replays on iTunes and Stitcher, where thanks to you, we are trending on New and Noteworthy. We've got lots of shows up there with exceptional guests. And next week, we have a guest calling in from Canada, Fiona Fine. And I can't wait to share her ideas with you. But remember, most of all, everyone, um, if you want to move forward with your life, it really is all about the questions. And you can download some free resources at itsallaboutthequestions.com. And I 
have sample chapters of my book, What Would a Wise Woman Do? And also exercises that can help you ask better questions. And Cheryl has great resources for you as well. So remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.